welcome to Architecture Talk Tang. I am Sara Colada, an architect and organizer of the Disrupt Symposium, the first of its kind business of architecture event, bringing to stage major architecture practices to cover topics related to entrepreneurship and practice operations within the AEC industry. I am an architecture business development consultant and my goal is to raise the financial well-being of architects through effortless business growth. Each podcast episode features an expert or thought leader from the AEC industry who shares their journey, challenges and advice. Now, let's dive into this episode and welcome our guest for an exclusive interview. Hello everybody, this is Sara Colata with Architecture Talk Tank. I'm really excited because I have one of our Sheroes of Architecture, which is basically an event that I'm putting up. It's happening next week in exactly six days. And Michelle Grace Hotel, who is my guest today at the podcast, is also one of the speakers at the conference. And she specifically, being a mother and an architect, will be talking about all things motherhood related, which I think is a very relevant topic, given the fact that we're coming close to Mother's Day as well. So today we're going to talk a little bit about motherhood and architecture with Michelle. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me today on the talk. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's excellent. So tell me, you are an architect. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your practice and also about motherhood as you are a mom. I became a mom 27 years ago, around July 12, 1994. I had, I had quit my job that I was working at a couple of weeks before that, and I didn't know whether I would go back to architecture or take some time off for a little bit. And then after I had her, three weeks afterwards, one of the architects that I'd worked with before called up and said, are you ready to go back to work? You know, just as far as, and I said, I can't, you know, I don't want to leave her. And, you know, and he said, oh, it's totally, you know, you can do consultant work with me, you know, you can do whatever you want. And that's how I started. You know, so I started working for other architects, started, you know, as, as a consultant, and then also started getting projects on my own. And then that's how I decided. And I never went back to really work for anybody again. So in a way, it made you an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing because I think it is such a big experience in a woman's life. It changes everything for us. And we start to think about life differently. Definitely want to take things a little bit more into our, our own hands and have more control over our time. And, and yeah. I'm sure that with time, you actually managed to also develop that. But tell me, how, would, how was it for the beginning, especially <laughs> that you had a daughter and then on top of it, <laughs> doing solo projects? You know, I just, it's funny. Like when I think back, I can't even, I can't even think of the, pro I mean, I can't remember that. I I measured something and I had to have, I had to have somebody watch my daughter, but I can't even remember who that was. It might've been my mother-in-law. It might've been, I don't know, but you know, I just remember doing a lot of laundry. I just remember doing so much laundry. I don't even know how one kid could have created so much laundry. And I just remember doing all this laundry. We were living in Venice beach in a little vacation bungalow and the laundry that luckily was included in the cost of our, uh, 
of our rent and everything. So <laughs> I'm sure the other people that we were sharing the complex with were probably not very, you know, I don't know. They were excited to have a baby in the complex because she was the only baby in the complex. So it was kind of nice. It was like, you know, this little community. There were three other little houses that were all in like this little courtyard area that we all shared that. So they were just excited to, you know, to have her there. And, you know, I remember taking her to a movie, like, a, or not a movie, a, a meeting. I went to one meeting. My childcare had fallen through. I was, it was raining and it was, it was a meeting with one of the people who had worked for Discrete Logic and Discrete Logic is a software company. And, you know, that was 20, that was probably 26 years ago. And so she was still a baby. You know, they had done, they had done the software for Terminator, which that was like a, you know, that was a big thing back then. And so I walked into the meeting and I had, it had been raining outside and I had her in a baby backpack and my hair was totally wet and she was in the backpack and I sat down and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to get this job. <laughs> but they, they said, you know, yeah, we want, you know, we want to do, they wanted to do this tenant improvement. They wanted it to look like they're, they were Canadian companies. There was a lot of natural wood that they included in their, you know, they're because of Canada and the, because being Canadian and, you know, I designed it and, you know, they ended up building it and went back and took the photographs and, you know, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the beginnings of your practice and actually how did you find all that and how did it develop eventually to obviously run on it, you know, on its own and you stopped working for someone else. But I can imagine that balancing motherhood and doing that was challenging, but uh, how did it work in respect of the business side of things? You know, I've, I've been fortunate because I've, I've always received referrals from people. People, it's either people that I've worked with before where the project, you know, a project, you know, somebody called up their office. It wasn't something that they were interested in. It was either too small, you know, it wasn't big enough budget for them. And so they would refer it to me or they would, you know, as far as the consultant work, they were people that I'd worked with before that were familiar with my skills. And so they had, you know, they referred consultant work for me. One of the people that I worked with at one firm at Mark Appleton's office started his own office, Lewin Wertheimer and Associates. So I, I had already worked with him and he and his husband had a house in Venice Beach. And so he would, when I would come over to do some consultant work, his husband would watch my daughter when for any time. And then I would meet with him and then, you know, go back and do the work. And, you know, I could pretty much do the work on my own time. You know, sometimes that was working until 2 a.m., you know, and that was something that I had discussed in the mothers in architecture thing that, you know, you can do it. You know, sometimes it's like you have to be working when you wouldn't want to. Like I said, okay, after age 50, I don't want to work past 2 a.m. You know, I don't want to work, I don't want to work till 2 a.m. But, you know, in the past in the pandemic, I've had to do, I've had to work till 2 a.m. because everybody's in the house. We're all in the house. Everybody's in the house. And that's, you know, in order to be able to get that time to really focus, sometimes you just need nobody around, you know. So that's why I, you know, have been, you know, working late and probably a lot of mothers out there, you know, working late. I see on the, a lot of the Facebook groups, you know, they're working a lot, you know, and it's exhausting, you know, it's exhausting. And, you know, like I had said before, I'm probably not the most pleasant person to be around when I'm working until 2 a.m. You know, family and friends probably have to, probably have to ease up a little bit about that and kind of be more, 
empathetic towards the situation. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a big part of this, what you say, to do with mother's guilt as well, because like you said, you know, when we are working such long hours, we come home and we're just not a hundred percent, you know, we want some hour time and having to do with children or the whole family and everyone's needs and necessities. And oftentimes also maybe potentially lack of empathy also to our situation. Your children always expect you to be at your best, at your top. They don't understand that you might have had a hard day at work. It's just that kind of yeah. definition doesn't exist in a young person's mind. So it might be very challenging. And I think that a lot of female architects deal with that issue of, you know, mother's guilt and maybe not showing up 100% at home. So how do you navigate with this sort of thing? I think it's, you know, my kids are adults now, but they're in the house, but, you know, but even now, you know, they still think, you know, okay, she's been able to do it. You know, why can't, you know, what's the deal? Like, why is she not always, always happy? Why is she not, you know, and you just kind of, I even have to tell my adult kids like, Hey, how much more do you think I can take, you know, and just flat out say, you know, it's like, okay, you know, or I need your help in order to do, you know, to do this and then be happier, you know? You can ask for help. And I think that, you know, a lot of the times I don't ask for help. And then a lot of the times I'll ask for help and I don't get it. And then you have to realize, like, okay, if you don't get it. And then, you know, it's like, this is the way it's going to be, you know, yeah. sometimes people, you know, they ask their families for help and their families are there, you know, oh, you know, it's like, I, I'll, they will watch their kids, you know, for all of the work hours, they will be there for the kids, you know, sports events to take them places you know, help them with their homework. You know, a lot of people, it's just, they don't have those resources, you know, and, you know, they, they either have to pay for it, you know, or do it themselves. And, you know, childcare is very expensive. I don't know if it's very expensive. Is it, is it expensive? Germany's a little bit better though, right? I think it is. You know, I myself supported myself through my whole university being a nanny in the same time. And I've always looked after little children, like newborns to two-year-olds. You know, it was a good income by what I'm assuming it being expensive. I, I don't have children of my own yet, but, but the idea of, I, I have a brother that's 10 years younger, so I've been pretty much helping my mom a lot to raise it. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a big expense. And also just emotionally, you know, you have to invest so much of yourself in the whole process. Architecture Talk Tank is sponsored by the good people at Integrated Projects. A team of architects and technologists focus on the digitalization of the built environment. Did you know that there are more existing buildings in this world than websites? Yet only 0.0001% have been digitized. In response to this, the Integrated Projects team launched BIMIT to digitize any space imaginable. Offices, homes, mechanical spaces, you name it. Now any architect, engineers, or reality capture specialists can convert their 3D scan into LOD 200 BIM, just in hours, not weeks or months. Why does this matter? Well, now we can accurately view verify and quantify the spaces that we design, build and operate. To learn more about BIMIT, visit www.integrated-projects.com.
facebook.com forward slash Sarah Colada. For sure, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very challenging thing to balance both a career yeah. and motherhood yeah. in architecture. Yeah. So yeah. you mentioned a few times already the Mothers in Architecture, which to everyone who's listening and doesn't know what that is, it's a Facebook group, Mothers in Architecture. And it's basically for women architect moms and, and sharing different things related to motherhood and also being an architect. It's a great supportive community where women help each other. And Michelle is a very active part of that group. So tell us a little bit more about the group and as well the community and maybe about your blog as well. Okay. The Mothers in Architecture group, it's, uh, it's for mothers that, you know, that are in architecture. It's also for women who are thinking that they're going to be a woman, be a mother or be a mom, you know, adoptive moms, you know, people that identify as a mom. And so they, you know, they ask different questions and not only, you know, they'll ask questions about motherhood, but they'll also ask questions about things that are happening at work. And at first, you know, the group wanted to, um, they put it out there. There were some men that wanted to join the group as the mothers in architecture group and other, you know, engineers, construction, other people in construction. So there were men that wanted to join the group. And so they posed the, they posed a survey and said, okay, do you want to allow men to be admitted to the group. And it was overwhelmingly, you know, and it's a lot of it's just because it's a lot of um, information about people. It's about, you know, breastfeeding, you know, so there's like pumping issues or other things that are going on with that. There's, you know, what happens to you after you give birth. There's, you know, and there, you know, I think it's, you know, it's not all of this man bashing and husband bashing, <laughs> your children's father bashing, you know, it's just women that are, um, you know, we're just interested in different questions. And then there's also work issues, you know, it's like, okay, you know, do I'm pregnant. When do I tell my boss that I'm pregnant? You know, when yeah. do I, tell, yeah. when do I let them know, you know? If I'm interviewing for a job and I'm pregnant, do I divulge that information at the beginning of the interview? You know, it's if I want to take time off for, you know, to raise my child during work, you know, it's like, how am I going to negotiate that into, you know, how do I go over that with, you know, human resources, with my boss? You know, how do I go over that information with them? You know, what during the pandemic, there were all these things like, okay, you know, our, you know, our firm wants everybody back in the office. And meanwhile, there isn't childcare. And how are we going to, how are we going to do that? What do we say? You know, how do we say that to them? Do I just quit? You know, what are other people's experiences of running my, of running their own practice? You know, should I run my own practice or should I go back, you know, to the big office that I've been at, you know, so things like that. And, you know, everybody will just, you know, give their own personal experience. There, there is like a, there are other groups that are for both parents, but I, they're just, they're not as active as the mothers in architecture group, as far as like the different things, because, you know, women, right. Women like to talk. So, so they like, you know, they like to talk, they like to be with each other and, you know, that kind of experience of, of being together, you know, and, you know, women, they'll complain about something, not to totally generalize women, but, you know, it's, we like to talk about it, but we don't want there to be like somebody throws, this is what you should do, you know, in that situation, yeah. which is that's like the male response to women, you know, mm -hmm. just talking about stuff in general. They want to immediately fix the problem. And 
with us, it's like we just we want to hear other people's input and then make the decision for ourselves. You know, that's good. And it could be that decision is making no decision at all. But that's you know that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Yeah, and I think that it's exactly that part where women can be more understood if they have that kind of to share those issues. And I think that by restricting it only to women, this place allows for that intimacy. So it does really create bigger, higher engagement as well. Yeah. So you've been a part of the community for a while and you understand a little bit of the key sort of issues that women go through. And you already mentioned some of those, but in respect to specifically being a mother in architecture, what are those key issues that a lot of women face? Work-life balance, I think, is a big part of it because, you know, we're, we tend to take on all of the things like with motherhood, we are also taking on all of, you know, things that happen. I, I tell a story that I went, you know, I went away to help to write the architecture exam and I get a call from the kid's dad and he was like saying yes he wanted to take our daughter to the pediatrician and our daughter was 13 and he didn't he said where's the pediatrician's office and i said it's the same pediatrician that the kids have had for like the last six years so he didn't know who the pediatrician where the pediatrician's office who the pediatrician was and it had been six years and i was like is this my problem or is this our problem? You know, I mean, it, part of it is my problem because I never told him and never said, you know what, just take them. Because I always said, okay, I'll just take the kids. And we have three kids. So it's like, we went to the pediatrician, not that much, but you know, cause our kids didn't really get sick, but you know, they were going, it's always good to know the kid's doctor. I think maybe sharing that information, even if they're not gonna do it, just like constantly sharing and asking them for, and asking them to do things. I can remember one time, one of the kids, you know, they said that they were sick, right? But they really, I knew that they really weren't sick. They just wanted to stay at home. And they just wanted to stay home. Their dad, you know, they went to me and I said, no, you're going to school. And I'm sure a lot of teachers are gonna love to hear this. But anyway, and so then they went to their dad and they asked the same question. And he said like, oh yeah, you can stay home, you know? And then he came over, you know, and then he came and he goes, oh, you know, yeah, the." yeah, they're going to stay home because they're sick. And I'm like, I have a meeting today and I have to go to the building department. And I wasn't planning on taking them, even though I have taken my kids to the building department numerous times when they were younger. But when they're school age, I just rather just have them go to school and I go to the building department while they're in school. You know, I just, you know, I just told them, I said, I'm not, you know, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to watch them today. If you want them to stay home, then you call up and you take the day off of work. You take a sick day to watch them, you know. And I have to tell you that after that, he never asked, he never told the kids that they could stay home again. Yeah, it's very much about the division of roles, isn't it, in relationships, yes. especially yes. with both of the partners work. But somehow, yeah. and I think that is like the main issue that, you know, being a mother and an architect and building your own career mm -hmm. that around a lot of times is we're a full-time architect and a full-time mother. Yes. So it's almost like yeah. juggling two yeah. professions or two full-time roles. Yes. Uh, and sometimes they can be conflicting, you know, because yeah. you have to compromise one with another and non-stop yeah. balance. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. And the thing is, 
And the kid's dad is also an architect, right? So he was working at a firm, right? So it's like, you've got, you know, you've got another person that, you know, that, and I supported him in that career because he wanted bigger projects and everything. So we didn't do the typical, you know, husband, wife architecture team where maybe you're able to like divide things up a little bit better if it's your firm, but you know, we didn't do that. You know, we couldn't work together. We wouldn't, you know, we probably wouldn't have been married, you know, but, but, uh, you know, it's kind of very, you know, very much about, you know, just being able to promote yourself also in your, you know, in your, as a mother, in your relationship and saying, you know, okay, I, I need to be able to do this for me and I'm going to need help in that in order to go. And, you know, the division of household labor, right? I think my stepdad to it as, have you talked to your husband about the division of household labor? I believe is what he said, very <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> diplomatic. He's a design engineer. Yeah, yeah. This episode of Architecture Talk Tank is brought to you by the MGS Global Group, a team that provides on-demand CAD and BIM drafting, as well as renderings for architecture firms. In today's environment, with everyone experiencing a surge in projects and staffing challenges, MGS Global can deliver your drawings on time and within your budget. So why work with MGS Global? Their customer service is exceptional and they provide quality for value. They have completed over 5,000 projects worldwide, a testament to their work. Now you can focus on design and let MGS do the rest. Check them out at www.mgsglobalgroup.com. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So tell us a little bit about your blog. Okay, so I have a blog. I've never met a woman architect before. And it's just a blog about how I, you know, how I'm navigating motherhood, architecture. I'm a planning commissioner and then a volunteer and, uh, you know, now also a caregiver for uh, the kid's dad also. You know, just go going through all of those different things that, that you need to, to do. And, you know, I mean, part of it's about motherhood, but a lot of it is architecture, like those you know, those conceptual elements of both kind of roles, you know, you know, concept, design, you know, the kind of reality of things, the reality of life, you know, how the building, so that kind of goes, you know, the concept, you have an idea of what you want to do in the building in your life, you know, then you design it and say, okay, you know, I want it to be like this. And then there's the reality, like the construction. Oh, okay. We don't, you know, the finances are not going to make what you really wanted to happen. So it's actually going to happen like this. So those parallels, you know, and I, for the past three years, I've also been doing, you know, interviews like podcasts with different architects talking about that. And, you know, men and women, you know, just talking about architecture. I have the four questions that I ask people. And then the past year we've been doing like a work from home series. So asking people, how they're managing their practices, how they're managing their life, you know, you know, with their, you know, spouses, significant others, you know, kids and everything and work from home. And, and so the one for Mother's Day for this Sunday that's out right now is with the three women from Mothers in Architecture. So it's Elsa Contreras, Bianca Beedling, and uh, Tara Wood Dozar. And we also talk, so talk about architecture we also talk about what gifts you shouldn't get your mothers for mother's day mm -hmm. 
either, either your own mother or what you don't want your kids or who might really be buying them, you know, their dad, you don't, what you don't want for Mother's Day. Some of those things, any self-help books you really don't want to give people for Mother's Day <laughs> or, you know, workout clothes, you know, pretty much one, because we've been wearing workout clothes this whole year. So, <laughs> so we don't probably don't need any more. <laughs> two, two, you don't want to be told that you should be working out or any type of self-help book, even though I do have one book on there that's called Women Get Paid, I think. Is, yeah, Women Get Paid, I think is the way, is the name of the book. It just talks about, you know, women in, in business and ne negotiating in a man's world and things like that. And then, um, what's the other thing? Yeah, yeah, so none of those. Yeah. I love it. Yes, we were, I said no clothes, but I didn't say don't, you know, no clothes for Mother's Day, which on the YouTube for Context and Clarity, they were making a joke saying, Oh, is it no clothes on Mother's Day? And I'm like, no, you don't buy clothes. You don't buy clothes for unless they've tried on the clothes. You know, unless the woman has tried on the clothes, I don't buy them those clothes because we're all probably a little bit bigger than we were before, and we don't want to find out on Mother's Day that. So it's no clothes. Is a really helpful tip. I love it. So. You are one of the speakers at Shiro's of Architecture. This is the event that I'm organizing and it's happening 12th to 14th of May. So next week, Thursday, 4 p.m. UK time till 7 p.m. So everyone who is abroad and listening to this, just go to www.saracolata.com forward slash Shiro's. That's Heroes with an S. And that's where you can get your tickets. Also check the times. So make sure that you fit in time or check what time it is in your home if you're tuning in virtually. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about because it's the topic has to do with navigating motherhood as an architect and balancing practice and motherhood. So very relevant to some of the things that we discussed here. And, and tell us a little bit also about the event from your perspective. Okay. I'm I'm doing it as a navigating motherhood and ways that you can navigate motherhood and design your life kind of the way that you did you do with your with your architecture and I think I've paralleled it to you know that there's a, you know in school you have the design crit and you can learn to design and so then like how do we design our own based on based on kind of these same skills that we learn in architecture school and the profession and you know, managing managing our life like we do a project, and then you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a I'm doing a PowerPoint because I like you know I I think we have the with the template and everything, so we're gonna manage the you know I like to throw in you know a lot of photos like in my blog I have you know photos from when I was a little kid and photos you know of my kids and photos of projects and you know just the interaction you know be you know, and blending of that kind of whole life, you know, so that's going to be, that's going to be my presentation. And, uh, you know, I'll try to, I'll try to make it humorous. I don't think that you want to, you know, it's like, I like a PowerPoint because I don't think you want to just sit there and listen to me talk. <laughs> and uh, tell us a little bit about the other speakers. You had a chance to meet them as well at the cocktail happy hour that we organized with the other speakers. So oh, the one to 100 group, I think they're great. I had a chance to, you know, to talk with, with one of them because we got into the wrong group for one of the, one of the um, meetings. So she and I like spoke the, you know, we, we spoke the whole time. 
it's great. She's doing a, she's part of the one to 100 group and that group, there's seven, right? Yeah. They recently graduated from architecture school and they're just really great. You know, we had a chance to talk and go over like what they're kind of what they want from the profession. And then what does the profession want from, you know, from the younger people entering the profession? And, you know, I think that's, you know, I think those are all good things. And then Evelyn Lee, I had a chance to interview a few weeks ago. Actually, I guess now it's been a couple of months, but I think hers, hers was posted about a month ago. So Evelyn Lee from, you know, Practice of Architecture, she worked for Slack. She's been involved in the Entre Architect community also. And, you know, with the other podcast, Practice Disrupted. Is yes. That, yeah, that other practice. That, yeah. And so she's going to be there. She's also, you know, the treasurer for National AIA. I can't even imagine that job. But anyway, and it's a vol- that's a volunteer job. I can't even. Yeah. That would be one of the last things I would want to do. She recently became a fellow, you know, FAIA. And so she's going to be talking about, you know, just, yes, yes, which are, you know, like practices that are different from the typical, typical traditional architecture practice. Exactly. Very relevant topic, especially for women. And we have a few topics that kind of touch on that notion. Also, Lisa Rains, one of the co-organizers of the event, she's going to talk about franchising in architecture. She has her own franchise and helps women basically start businesses through through developing a franchise with her. So that's really amazing. And um, and also we have another treasurer of the RIBA, Simone de Gaulle. Oh, she also... oh is, she, is she one? Oh, no, I've seen her on your show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't realize she's gonna... Oh, my gosh. Oh, I yeah, can't it's even an incredibly yeah. powerful group of women, and it's going to be absolutely <laughs> exciting. Some of the women own also other communities in architecture, like the Women in Architecture Collective with Joanne Lee. So yes. It's yeah, just yeah. a great event. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. guys, for all of you listening, please go to www.saracolata.com forward slash Shiro's to get your tickets. It's six days left to the event and me and Michelle are going to be there, not only hosting, but also having a panel and there will be also other women joining, not only speakers, but we're going to have a community of of people that can interact with each other. So go get your tickets. Don't miss the opportunity and join us for the events. It's only six days to go. And you can ask me questions. Ask me any questions. Exactly. You want. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There is going to be a Q&A as well. And, and also, if you want to connect directly to Michelle, you can go to her blog, which again, what is the, where can people find your blog, Michelle? Oh, I've, it's just, uh, just Google. I've never met a woman architect before. Just pop up there. Yeah. So go yeah. there, go to Google. I've never met a woman architect before. That's how you can find the blog. And also if anyone wanted to connect with you directly, Michelle, maybe LinkedIn. You can go to, yeah, you can go to my Michelle Grace Hoddle Architect Facebook and send me a direct message on there. I can probably, yeah, you can, you know, you can email me, but just go, just do a direct message through Facebook. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me at your presentation at the event. And thank you so much for joining me today at Architecture Talk Tank. Thank you. All the best, Michelle. Thanks. Thanks. 
Architecture Talk Tank has its own frequency. We're not a regular podcast, but we are here for you, always. If you have a suggestion for a guest or have a story that others in this community can benefit from, please contact me via social media or email me directly at me at sarahcolara.com. To sign up for my newsletter, simply go to the website sarahcolara.com. I am on Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn. You can find me by typing my name, Sarah Colara. Come say hi. I'm always excited when you reach out. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.